Hello and welcome to Into Creative Aging. This is Angel Duncan. Yes, that is my birth given name and no, I'm not of a Hispanic descent, nor am I a stripper. <laughs> Two things I often got asked growing up in life, not easy names growing up with, first or last come to think of it. But hey, what's in a name? Gosh, we could have a whole podcast dedicated to the meanings of names. That doesn't already exist, probably does, but it's interesting when you think about it. Like, I know I know people that, and like, I've known girls who have known several guys with the same name, and they're like, oh, that's such a bastard name. I'm never naming that kid that, or, oh, oh I, all the girls I know with this name are super sweet. I, I love that name, you know, or, oh, her name's this, must be good. It's like, I don't know, it's interesting. Or, like, people that have changed their name. You know, has that really changed your identity? Has that, how has that changed you as a person, you know, metaphorically or literally? So, I don't know, it's interesting. What's in a name? So, what's in a name here is creativity. And this is what this is all about. And the importance of aging and nurturing that part of ourselves. And the term creativity does not just mean art. Most people will think, immediately oh, it goes to painting I'm not an artist well guess what you don't have to be an artist and that's okay because creativity is a very fluid flexible expansive word with various definitions and basically it's what touches you very deeply and moves you and is you're just you're passionate it's like almost like I can't live my life without this or this is adding new meaning to my life and a new skill. You know, creativity comes in all kinds of various forms. Cooking, gardening, yoga, ice skating, bowling, surfing, art, theater, music, journaling, poetry. You know, just the list is endless. And, you know, what does that, what, what sings to your soul? So that's creativity. And as we age... It becomes more and more important in life. My background is in Alzheimer's disease clinical research trials. So I've worked with all various pharmas trying to stop and slow disease progression. I've worked with many other types of dementias, not just Alzheimer's. There's many other types as well. And I also am more holistic. I have a couple of masters in marriage and family therapy and art therapy. And I'm currently working on my doctorate in psychology of gerontology. So I've worked with children, teens, adults, older adults, and it's actually, it was working with kids and teenagers on the autism spectrum and with learning disabilities. That is what got me interested in art therapy because those that didn't really have a voice or couldn't express themselves were doing it through art. So now I'm from San Antonio and Austin, so it was my work both in San Antonio and Austin that I was seeing this phenomenon happening. And art therapy, they don't have anything, you know, education-wise in, in Texas, so I actually moved out to the Bay Area. I was in Northern California, and that's where I got a double master's. And I did my training, my research at Stanford, and then I worked at uh, the Alzheimer's Association. I was a programs director. And then I was at the University of California, San Francisco, UCSF. I was at Langley Porter Psychiatric Institute as well as the Memory and Aging Center. And I absolutely loved it. And 
what I find is that, and you're going to hear me use art and creativity interchangeably. So as an art therapist, I do kind of tend to gravitate to the arts, but I will be using the term interchangeably. So just know that my definition of creativity is just encompassing. It's everything that, you know, is, is sacred to each individual. But with the arts, you know, in terms of actual, like, fine art mediums, there are things that, that I do as an art therapist that can serve an, a purpose in helping to encourage and inspire individuals that might be suffering and don't know how to use their words or can't use their words. And one thing that I've, I, I, I love the brain. I'm fascinated by the brain. I always have. I'm such a brain nerd. But what I've learned over the years is that art and science need each other. They're not two separate tracks. They're not two separate disciplines. They are both intertwining, and they both are like, they need each other. There are things that art emphatically explain that the scientists can't, and that's because you're getting into that person, that soul. But then you have the sciences that can help validate the research that you need for the arts and especially in getting grants because nowadays the funding is the issue for the arts. The arts always get screwed, I swear. Even in this pandemic, it's like you're looking around and it's like, God, just don't get why we do not put the emphasis on the arts. It's so friggin' important in life. You know, it just is. It's part of who we are. But the one thing I've noticed in terms of the acts of that spiritual being and getting into that, into that nurture of that soul is that despite having any mental or physical disabilities or disease, that the creativity aspects, that's what brings out that person and can help lessen those negative symptoms. And research has shown that. It's shown that it's helped with chronic pain. I work with individuals with chronic pain, and they will tell me this is the one time where I feel the distraction and I don't feel the pain. And I'll never forget working in, I was at Sequoia Hospital in Redwood City. This was many years ago. And um, this girl comes running in. She's crying hysterically. I can't believe it. I'm bipolar. The doctor said I'm bipolar. And she was going on and on, and I just said, stop. And she looked at me, and she got angry because she thought I was telling her to stop acting like that. And I was like, you do not, you are not bipolar. She's like, what do you mean? Yes. Well, the doctor said, and I said, the doctor says you have bipolar, but you are not bipolar. You know, it's very important that we do not take on the identification of that disease or that disorder because that is what's going to screw you up even more and play with your mind and things get jumbled up and changed. So it's important. And when I'm teaching my students, whether it's graduate, undergraduate, talking with individuals and families, that you got to be careful not to become the disease or the disorder. You know, same with, I, I love working with people that are living with, with um, that have living with schizophrenia because I think they're one of the most under, they're the most under, misunderstood, that's the word, they're the most misunderstood population 
and yet I think it's those individuals, even those that are that are have gone through this deep depression. Once you like you hit that rock bottom, and you get to this bottom that a lot of people may not always get to. There's something about that that I think helps that changes you as a person, and you get to see kind of this humanness on a completely different, deeper level. And there's only a way to go but up. And I think it builds more compassion and more empathy for those, you know, for those of us who have been through that. So I will always say be careful not to take on that disorder, the disease, because that's not who you are. You are more than that. And that's where that creativity comes in, and that's where it's so important because I, I, I love working with adults and older adults, especially because they're the most dismissed. Everybody wants to work with kids. Well, great. I work with kids too. And, yeah, we need to nurture our youth, and we need to help build up you know, their empowerment and their critical thinking skills and get them on a, on a healthier track. But guess what? These kids grow up, and then you grow up, and it's like, well, you're an adult. You're on your own. And then you're, like, striving to try to find resources that aren't existing out there, you know, are very hard to come by and very hard to find. So, you know, and many of us, as I worked with in the psych units, you know, we can't, we don't choose or pick our families. And there are some where it's like, you know what, in all cases, our parents, they did their best. They did only what they knew. And for those who had a harder time, it's learning to reparent yourself. And that's also where creativity comes into play, to help you better understand who you are, what you're made of, and where you are in life, and how do you move forward so that you're not ruminating in the past, but moving forward and thriving, not just surviving, but thriving. So... One of the other things is I will always, that I tell my students, too, when I'm teaching in art therapy is that I don't care if the person, you know, is having a psychotic break or is jumbled and deep in the throes of Alzheimer's disease or related dementia. There's something that happens in that process of, of create, creating. And I will always say that I think art serves as the organization to a disorganized mind. I'm going to copyright that. I've been saying it for years, but it's true. When words get lost or jumbled or we just can't get it out, that's where that creativity comes into place, and that's where that deep meaning comes into place. And I really think it's a travesty that we do not have more intergenerational programming because I think especially in today's society, our kids, our teens need, they need our, our older adults. You know, grandparents or that grandparent kind of representation can fill so much of a void that may have been missed earlier in life. So I think that it's just important that as a society and as people and as individuals that we're seen just as that, an individual. And just because somebody's older doesn't make them old or diseased or sick. It means they're still a person, they're wiser, they're older, they're mature, there's integrity, there's a respect, and it's really finding what nurtures that soul and not just warehousing people away 
and some assisted living facility or dementia care facility, but helping those people to thrive in life and giving them the opportunity, and that's the key word. Where's the opportunity that we are allowing someone, providing someone to be able to have creativity in life and not just sitting around with a friggin' coloring book, coloring and throwing a balloon around and infantiling these people, but using dignifying adult materials and processing. And that's the beautiful thing about art therapy is that I don't care what the art looks like. It's not about aesthetics. It's about the enjoyment of processing. You know, you're processing your art, you're creating it. But then I want to talk about it. What does it mean? What does it represent? What would you title it? And having those deep, meaningful conversations. And that's where that art, you know, my art therapist self comes into play. But I love working with older adults. And I really find that there is, there's just this magic of this humanness that I hope that I can strive to get to when I get to be, hopefully, into my elder years that I make it to that. So each different session I hope to talk about how the neurosciences play effect on the brain, because it does, sharing stories, having this interchangeable, interchangeness of dialogue with one another, and sharing experiences. So while we're in the middle of a pandemic, one of the things I will say that's come out of it is that I have never seen mental health advertised and talked about more than I ever have now. And that's a good thing because we need to talk about it. It's a part of it's a part of being human. You know, it's not just body and mind. It's that brain body connection. And it's very real and it's very there. And you have people in the hospitals with COVID that are in this isolated state and it's you know, these people can't even have a funeral because they can't touch the person. So it's like you have grief on top of grief. So it's not just a physical thing. It's also very, very mental and emotional. And we need creativity more than ever. So what I leave with you is I hope that you can, as we're bunked up at home, find something new. Find that newness for yourself. What might that be? whether it's creating a collage or just going outside and observing nature very closely, non-judgmentally, just being mindful, you know, really taking in life, really taking in the colors, especially in the springtime. You know, what are you seeing? What are you sensing? Looking at photos. They say baking everybody, you know, flowers flying off the shelves right now because everybody wants to learn how to bake bread. That's a good thing. Exploring, exploring, taking yourself to that deeper level. Have your soul sing. So until next time, I bid you a creative, joyous, wonderful day.